Things I've seen people do in preparation range from taking their bra off while still wearing a jumper, take their tights off, and the old favourite, nil by mouth for at least 12 hours before. I'm talking, of course, about the sad step, the dreaded weigh-in, and what we do to try and make the scales be kinder to us. So does weighing ourselves do more harm than good? Or can we use the scales in a really positive way and make them work in our favour, rather than weighing in being yet another rod to beat ourselves up with? Stay tuned to find out and for my top tips. Hi, I'm Sarah Butler, over 17 years working in the diet industry and over 40 years of my own binge eating and weight struggles taught me that there had to be another way. So I created it. I now live slimmer, happier and eating exactly what I want and in this podcast I share the other way with you. The other way to work with your body and your mind rather than against them so that you get to create real and lasting change all from the inside out. Ready for a life less dieted? Let's go. Hey hey, it's Sarah here and welcome back to the Slim Happy and Eating podcast. Before I saw the light, I spent 17 years in the UK diet industry, working with two different companies, and over all those years, one thing was constant, the clients' weekly weigh-ins, and all the shenanigans that went with. And as you can imagine, over 17 years, I heard and saw it all. I remember one lady starting the diet with me in the summertime, or I think it was about August, and as the weather was really warm, she came for her first appointment with me just in a a really lovely, sheer, thin cotton sleeveless shift dress and sparkly flip-flops. Now, she let go of a few stone over several months, but her fear of the number on the scale meant she was still coming to her appointments with me in that same summery but now shivery outfit in the middle of snowy February. Flip-flops and all. One lady used to do a bizarre kind of wiggly arm dance to remove her bra from under her clothes. Every week she used to do this because in her eyes the underwires were too heavy. Several people used to remove their tights um, and not always the thick woolly ones. I'm talking 15 denier here. Earrings, other jewellery was often discarded and as I said in the introduction it was standard practice not to eat or drink anything for hours before you weigh in. All day even if you had an evening appointment. Not that I advocated any of that at all, but people were often so determined for a good result that their own safety, their own comfort, and dare I say it, logic went out of the window on weigh-in day. Now, I'm not throwing any shade or shame on anyone here. You know, we were conditioned this way. And the challenge is, so many people let the scale rule them and rule their mood and their emotions. You know, I used to have people come into my office sometimes absolutely full of beans, full of the joy of spring, in a really great mood, really eager to get on the scale. I've had a great week. I've been really good. And then they'd step on the scale. And if they didn't get at least that two pound weight loss that they deserved, then boom, 
You could literally feel the energy drop in the room. Their mood would plummet. And then a 20-minute pep talk would be needed from me where I'd try and explain the laws of biology and why they were actually doing brilliantly. People use the scale to measure their success in the week they've just had, whether they'll be able to be successful long-term, and worse of all, to measure their own self-worth. On a surface level, people have a kind of a love-hate relationship with the scale, but actually it's often more, a little more sinister than that. Underneath, they have a love-hate relationship with themselves depending on the number on the scale. And for me, for me, that's sad. And what about the post-weigh-in meal, a.k.a. the cheat meal? This is one that's repeated in church halls and drafty scout huts all over the country on weekday evenings, the post-weigh-in cheat meal. So, if people had had a good result at Diet Club, according to the scale, then they'd go out of the hall, turn left, into the Chinese for a chippy tea. A reward eat, because they hadn't learned how to reward themselves with anything else other than food. They hadn't learned to reward themselves with their own self-talk. Or, if people had had a bad result, according to the scale, they'd go out of the church hall, turn left, into the Chinese for a chippy tea. A comfort eat, because they hadn't learned how to comfort themselves with anything other than food. Diets don't teach people that. So, the million dollar question, should we be weighing ourselves at all? I'd say... With old diet world mindset, with no work on that, then no, it doesn't serve any purpose. In fact, it can cause more harm than good. But like so many things about weight loss, we can look at things from a fresh perspective, think differently. And this is yet another failing of the diet industry. It doesn't teach us that we have to look at things differently if we want to lose weight for good. So how can we get really, really good at using the scale? First of all, we need to manage our expectations. We need to be clear on what to expect. For lots and lots of biological and physiological reasons, the scale will not show a weight loss on demand once a week, for example. Our body just doesn't work in that way. Weight fluctuations are as natural as weather changes. And just like you wouldn't blame yourself for the weather switching from sunny to rainy, you know, we can't stress over daily weight variations. Instead, it's much more healthy and useful to focus on trends over time. So if you consider yourself to have done everything right in terms of making really good food choices, but you don't lose weight then it still means that you've done everything right. It still means that you've made really good food choices. It doesn't change that. It doesn't mean that you've failed. It doesn't mean that it's not working for you. It doesn't mean that you're bad or you can't do this. And you have to have this planted firmly in your mind to be able to make the scale work well for you. You have to be the one who decides what the scale tells you. And it has nothing to do with your worth. So we can do a little bit of preparation. This is really, really useful. Prepare yourself for weighing in, but not in the ways you might have done in the past. You know, it's not about taking your bra off or any other smoke and mirror trickery. 
the problem with trying to kind of manipulate the scales with all these external antics is when you're doing that, you're no longer focused on what's really important. You're no longer focused on treating yourself with respect. When you're more worried about what clothes you should be weighing in on with, you know, when you're thinking about starving yourself all day long, not even having a sip of water, just so that the scale shows that you've lost weight, what you don't have time to think about is what your body needs in the moment. How to love yourself, how to give yourself great quality foods for fuel and energy, how to make great decisions that will lead to permanent weight loss. All of that you're just not focusing on and you've not you've not got time for if you're working out how you can manipulate the scales to your advantage. The most effective preparation is done on the inside. What kind of thoughts do we need to be having even before we step on the scale? And then during, you know, when we step on that scale and then after weighing in, what plan do we need to have in place about once we step off the scale? So, Before you step on the scale, first of all, if you're anything like I used to be and lots of my clients used to be, you will have a whole host of thoughts that come up. Things like, oh, I hope it's gone down. I hope it shows that I've been good. I hope it's a good result. Now, a more useful thought before you even step on the scale might be, um, this is a great opportunity to get the data that I need to be able to move forward. You know, this is a great way that I get to know myself a little bit more. And then stepping on the scale, the moment of impact that you step on and that number starts flickering. This is where you get to notice your automatic thoughts. Okay, what thoughts pop up at that moment? Now, obviously, these thoughts will be different depending on what the number is. But just notice whether your automatic thoughts thoughts in response to that number are based in old diet world or whether they're based in reality and that they're more useful. And then after the weigh-in, if the result wasn't what you'd hoped for, learn to treat it for what it is. It is data. And with data, you have an opportunity to do something with it. Use it to plan your next steps. Don't let the number linger like a bad smell and stay in your thoughts and rule your emotions and your mood for the rest of the day. Don't make the number mean anything bad about you so that you end up sad or anxious or depressed. It doesn't mean, what I'm not suggesting, that if you've had a a gain that you have to be like joyous or elated about it. It's not about high vibes only and being all Pollyanna. It's about having a balanced, appropriate reaction rather than let it ruin your day or your week. It's about not letting this one part of your life rule the rest of your life. Because when we're stressed or anxious or upset, we don't make good, rational, logical decisions about what to do next. So give yourself that chance. What about how often to weigh? This is such a good question. I often challenge people, and they get really annoyed with me, but I often challenge people at the beginning of the journey to put the scale out of sight, put them away, not to weigh themselves at all. Because the number really isn't the be-all and end-all. There are so many other ways that we can measure progress. But the danger is we never investigate what those other ways are 
if we just rely on, rely on the scale all the time. In reality, of course, it's a really convenient way to measure progress, yeah? And in reality, who can resist a way in now and again? And if we can use it in a, a really useful way, a scientific way, an emotionless way, then it can be a really useful tool. So, how often to weigh? I say pick a consistent time scale. Once a week, I guess, is the most normal, but once a fortnight or once a month, if you can bear it, is a really healthy time span to aim for between weigh-ins. And then prepare yourself really well in terms of self-talk. Yeah? Don't weigh in too often. Obsessively checking the scale can be like... I don't know, refreshing your inbox every second after you've sent that really crucial email. You know, you want that that reply and you're refreshing your email every second. It's just counterproductive, more likely to induce panic than provide peace. Yeah? When you get a result you want, you need to celebrate yourself. I'm proud of myself because I did these things to achieve this result and then really acknowledge the things you did do, the choices you did make to get that result. You know, scan the week or the couple of weeks that have led to that result. What have you done to make that happen? And when you don't get a result that you want or when you get a result that you don't want, it's about reviewing what you have done, not in a beaty up kind of way, yeah? You can't beat yourself up for continuing to do old ingrained habits. That will just reinforce the old habits. It's about learning to think differently so that you can move away from the old habits. The scale isn't doing anything to you. It's just giving you a number. And here's the grand secret. The scale is just a messenger not the message itself. Your mindset is the true cornerstone of your weight loss journey. If you attach your self-worth to that number, then all you're doing is handing over your power to this inanimate metal object. Your weight doesn't define you. Your actions, your thoughts and your resilience will. Life isn't all about numbers and neither is this journey. Celebrate the non-scale victories like, um, I don't know, managing to squeeze in a few hundred extra steps on, on a walk on a really busy day, you know, making a really great food choice, changing an unuseful habit. These non-scale achievements, they're the real gem, gems that will make the real difference. So, in summary, should you weigh yourself? You have to think about this and take responsibility for this. If you have tons of anxiety and fear about it and you can't see that changing, then you probably don't want to be going there. But embrace the points that I've made in this podcast, learn to get the scale working for you and it can be a great tool. So the next time you step onto that scale, throw on your confidence like a cloak and say, let's do this. Use your healthy mindset as a sidekick and you'll drop the scale drama like the rock star you are. Less suspense, more strategy and go onwards to a healthier, happier you. Now, I teach all things weight loss very differently over in the Slim, Happy and Eating Club, where you get to not only lose weight in a really easy and down-to-earth way, but you learn to think differently so that you can live at your happy weight for good. 
The link to the club is in the show notes or you can find all about it on my Facebook and Instagram pages. So for now, love yourself lots and I'll see you next time. Mwah.